1: Uh, we live in Wisconsin, and we just got quite a dump of snow over Christmas, and uh, it has—it's uh, been quite a quite a week. And uh, you can probably tell I'm still rebounding. I had about six days of being out, two days completely in bed without being able to do anything, and so I'm just uh, thankful to be here today. So anyway, I wanted to start by saying that today's program is going to lay some heavy stuff on you. It's going to be intense. And because of that intensity, I want to share. Um, I, I always share about God in our programs, but I want to start today because my little buddy got what God is about. And I want to share what happened on October 10th of 2018. will really give you a perspective. That was the day after my son took his life by suicide. And I was riding with Grace in my truck. And I said to Grace, you know, God's got this. And she said, I know, Dad. What's interesting about that is that she, she really did know. And it has taken her death to wake me up. Uh, to the magic of what God has in store and the power that He He brings to the equation. So I'm just learning. I'm learning what she what she knew, and uh, she was a she was a wonderful teacher. So anyway, I want to let you know that on Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve was a pretty rough night. I was hallucinating, and when the fever finally broke, I had a dream about Grace. And it was the magic of her waking up on Christmas morning. And it was always something special. She was not an early riser by any means, but Christmas morning, she would generally wake up earlier than normal. So um, she'd wake up about 7.30, come and get me. She'd look around and, Dad, he came. And so then then we had a decision to make her and I, are we going to get mom up so that we can open up gifts? or are we are going to let mom sleep a little bit? So, you know, we, we did our best to let mom sleep for about a half hour or so, and uh, then we got into it. And so today, our topic, actually, I want to show you something first, because my wife got me quite a gift in honor of grace. So uh, this will uh, at least break the ice. This isn't going to be a funny show at all, but this is funny. I just want to show you this. So, you know, when she saw this, she said, Grace would have got this for me in an instant, of course. So, you know, that's the kind of thing I was good at before I got involved with, with what I'm involved with now. And I'm trying to get good at this. So Grace started the Santa Claus effect in me. And today, if this doesn't get it started with you, nothing will happen. And what I'm talking about is Grace was murdered. The government was in on it. In fact, they did it then I learned they lied about COVID. So then you, of course, start opening up what else did they lie about? And when we talk about the conspiracy today, what popped into my head as I was preparing for today is once you prove a conspiracy, isn't the person who can't see the evidence now the conspiracy theorist? I mean, it's so obvious when you hear what Sean has to say today and uh, I mean, what I did some digging, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so obvious uh, what we're going to what we're going to expose. What the propaganda does is it creates narratives to take our minds off of what really happened. And this is done with lightning speed. So when the truth comes out, the person believing the truth is the one criticized. And so the old saying that just keeps popping up, we hear it over and over on podcasts, is that it's easier to fool people than to convince them that they have been fooled. Today, I want Sean to convince you that you have been fooled about something very, very important that I think is fundamental to what got us into where we're at today. So, yeah, a question I, I have in my mind is why don't people ask questions anymore? You know, the the public fool system has trained critical thinking completely, completely out. We homeschooled Grace, so she was a critical thinker. So electric cars, I mean, those weren't really being pushed, but, you know, now they're, you know, after Grace died, there was a huge push. She would have just naturally said, Dad, where does electricity come from? Or, mom, where does electricity come from? And of course, that would have she would ask the next question. When I told her that, that electricity comes from fossil fuels, she would say, Well, why does the government push the cars then? End of story. We don't need another question. Let's stop the foolishness. She got that, but nobody gets it today. Questions start the whole process. And I hope today will. Start the Santa Claus Effect journey with you if it hasn't already started. My guest today is Sean from SGT. Uh, he is an absolute icon in the world of alternative media and exposing propaganda. How this even came about, you know, I see so many um, uh, doors that God has opened and I I called him a couple weeks ago because I've been doing a lot of research on the Hegelian dialectic and I wanted to bounce some things off of him and then he talked about the 9/11 cover up and this has been on my mind I thought I want to get somebody on to talk about that and so I asked him would you be willing to come on and talk and and he graciously agreed and it's, uh, he is, I'll just do a brief introduction of him. Uh, he is the founder of sgtreport.com, thephaser.com. Of course, he has uh, his channels all over the place, Rumble, Bitshoot, but you know, what What makes a guy famous is that you get permanently banned from YouTube, which he has been, so that's, that's uh, one of his many claims to fame. He received a BA in journalism from the University of Wisconsin, so he's He's in, was from my own backyard. And he soon discovered that the real news is rarely ever covered by the mockingbird CIA media mainstream. Thus the founding of SGT report in 2010. The SGT report is the antidote to the corporate mockingbird propaganda and lies. So with that being said, Sean, thank you very much for coming on today.
0: Oh, thank you so much i appreciate it very much scott and uh look i'm not here to convince anybody of anything um i trust that your audience is able to do critical thinking and all you need to do is dig very very lightly in the area of the 9 11 official story to uncover all sorts of anomalies and issues with the official story but first let me say i didn't know that you had a son who had uh, you know taken his own life that breaks my heart um i know I know folks that that has happened to as well so my deep condolences i had no idea thanks a lot john i'm really sorry how old was he Uh, he was 30. yeah look um in my view the goal of the powers that are in control of this world are to destroy families okay and they're doing that really effectively right now via spiritual warfare they're separating children from belief systems through the public schools and the indoctrination that we see in these schools. Uh, You know, they removed God from the town square. They even wanted to remove and successfully have, I believe moved, removed God to a large degree from courtrooms. Um, You might notice that uh, Biden in his Christmas speech, never, not once did he say the words Jesus or Jesus Christ, not once. So that's what we're up against. And, uh, You know, I'm really, really sorry for what you're going through. We've been through uh, more than our share of uh, rough times with our two oldest boys, one of whom is on the spectrum, the other one who has severe ADHD. And we believe firmly that had we not vaccinated them when they were little, they would be different people, right? Um, I would have had a different experience as a father, I think, with those two had we not vaccinated. So I think that ties in nicely with our conversation today which i would almost frame up as being jfk nine eleven, in the vax agenda because look we now know beyond reasonable doubt that john f kennedy was assassinated and the cia was involved there was a whistleblower who has access to the government documents which they continue <coughs> to refuse to release and the whistleblower told tucker carlson specifically Yes, the documents prove the CIA was involved in the murder of John F. Kennedy. Now I just bring that up because I want people to understand that the term conspiracy theory was born out of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. It was never part of the American vernacular prior to that. And it was the CIA and their mockingbird mainstream media that brought that phrase to bear, to chill speech because they didn't want people digging in. So they needed to create an ad hominem really to chill speech, to freeze investigators, to label anybody that would dig beyond the official story as a conspiracy theorist. And by the way, if you type in to this day, let me go to Google here, I did this earlier. If you type in to Google, the top 10 proofs, 9-11 was a false flag, you know what you get? You get the number one return is from the CFR, the Council for Foreign Relations, the Council on Foreign Relations, a David Rockefeller think tank, part of the deep state. And what do they give you in that return? Seven resources debunking 9-11 conspiracy theories. What's the second return? Wikipedia, 9-11 conspiracy theories. What's the third return? It's from the ADL, Richard Gage and 9-11 conspiracy theories. Richard Gage founded 9-11 architects and engineers for truth. And he has made it his life's work to explain to the American public that you cannot bring down three steel skyscrapers at free, free, fall speed on the same day without using explosives. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about today, a lot to talk about. And let me say one more thing. 911, if you look at the Twin Towers, you'll probably need to use Bing for this, by the way, I don't use Google any longer except for to show people, like what I just cited in an example there. If you use Bing, surprisingly, you get better search results. So if you use Bing and you type in twin towers, double helix DNA, you will find some illustrations and some images, some Photoshop stuff that really makes you think because they took down those towers on that day. Some would say those towers were erected to emulate human DNA, double helix. Okay. They took those towers down. What are they doing now, Scott? They've rolled out a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine that is altering human DNA and harming and killing people. So I just wanted to share all of that just to sort of frame up this conversation. That's that's fantastic. You know, in,
1: in preparation, I just i want to read one thing and then maybe we'll play that clip right away sean because i think it's it helps frame the discussion and it it leads to a whole bunch of things but you know the the day that 9 11 happened of course everybody remembers it you know what you were doing i remember i was driving uh, between two cities between two appointments and, you know, I remember getting to the other appointment and the other man had just learned. And, you know, you remember those things. Anyway, the news, you know, it was everything's happening live. So a lot of things were recorded live. And this is one that I found I thought was quite interesting. I'm just going to read it. Uh, this reporter, you know, just uh, you know, this is just honest reporting. He writes, I hope other people are actually catching this, but I haven't seen any anyone say it yet. So I guess I will. There's no doubt the planes hit the building and did a lot of damage. But look at the footage. Those buildings were demolished. To demolish a building, you don't need all that much explosive, but it needs to be placed in the correct places. Someone had to have a lot of access to all or both towers and a lot of time to do this. This is pretty grim. The real dire part is what were the planes for? So, you know, I'd actually like you to comment. I have my own opinion as to what the planes are for, but I'd like you to comment on that and then we'll have Don
0: roll that clip. All right. A um, couple of things here. So, the Twin Towers definitely are a smoking gun of 9 11, the collapse of those buildings at free fall speed. But the more impactful smoking gun is World Trade Center 7, which collapsed at 520 in the afternoon on 9-11 so I guess I think what I need to do though before we show any clips here is just remind people how these things work with the deep state by the way you said you remember where you were on 9-11 so to I, vividly like it happened yesterday I could replay the whole thing for you if you wanted to hear it but uh interestingly George Bush senior who was at one point the director of the CIA before becoming vice president under Ronald Reagan? Well, it's very, very uh, hugely believed, and there's a lot of quantifiables to back up the fact that he was in the CIA when JFK got murdered, and George Bush Senior is one of the only people on planet Earth, at least Americans, who says he cannot remember where he was when JFK was assassinated. And there is a lot of folks, researchers, who believe he was in Dealey Plaza when JFK got assassinated. Now, we know he was in Texas, but he says he doesn't remember where he was. So I just bring all of that up because then the man became, uh, well, he became the director of the CIA. Then he became the vice president. Then he became the president. So I want to read this to you. This is from ABC News. Okay. So nobody needs to listen to my conspiracy theories. This is from ABC News. Were 1998 memos a blueprint for war? Let me read you three paragraphs here. March 10th, 2003, years before George W. Bush entered the White House and years before the September 11th attacks set the direction of his presidency, a group of influential neocons hatched a plan to get Saddam Hussein out of power. The group, the Project for the New American Century, or PNAC, was founded in 1997. Among its supporters were three Republican former officials who were sitting out the Democratic presidency of Bill Clinton, Donald Rumsfeld, Dick Cheney, and Paul Wolfowitz. In open letters to Clinton and GOP congressional leaders the next year, the group called for, quote, the removal of Saddam Hussein's regime from power, end quote, and a shift toward a more assertive US policy in the Middle East, including the use of force if necessary to unseat Saddam. Now, here is the smoking gun of their document. And in a report just before the 2000 election that would bring Bush to power, the group predicted that the shift would come about very slowly unless there were, quote, some catastrophic and catalyzing event like a new Pearl Harbor, end quote. So that is the blueprint, in my view, for a war. When they plan false flags as big as 9-11, there's multiple reasons for it and in this case they wanted to rally the American people to support wars in Iraq and Afghanistan that the American people would never have supported without 9/11. So
1: I think that's Building 7.
0: Is that the clip you wanted to go to? Well,
1: I want to just comment on that first because I think that's spot on and I remember another thing. You know, so when when the the tanks and the trucks and all of our implements were running across the desert. CNN was filming this live when we were attacking. And I thought, boy, this is the first time we're going to see a, a war take place in real time live. And the announcement came out, the reporter was, was uh, narrating this clip and said, you know, we, we've got to get there and liberate the people. And so you remember how this was sold is we've got to uh, Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction we've got to get rid of those weapons of mass destruction you know it's something people can buy into but in fact they change the narrative live as we're rolling across the desert you know so these these um, these deflections that they're using so I want to go back to what were the planes for because I see the planes as a piece of the deflection, because now that's what people remember relative to 9-11. They remember the planes. And so it takes us completely off of the reality. What you just explained, the smoking gun is the reality, but you can't even get there because people are focused on, on the whole setup. So... Thank you for sharing that Sean. that was that was great. Don, can you can you play that longer clip than now the BBC report one because then what what's going on here? just to set this clip up, the the twin towers, which everybody remembers have already fallen, but there's a third tower that hasn't fallen yet. And you're gonna see in this reporting it, it's it's really well done and then Sean can comment on it. You'll see what he was referencing when he said about the third tower. So go ahead, Don.
0: New York have been hit by airplanes. In Washington
1: there is there is a large fire at the Pentagon. The Pentagon has been evacuated. And there's you can see perhaps the second tower, the front tower, the top portion of which is collapsing. Because everybody once you have seen building set, there's no way back. You can you can cheat on yourself and you can try to suppress it. There are no but but you cannot. You you have seen it, and then there is no way back. It's very it's not very healthy, you know, to lie to yourself and say no, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah. But some
0: many people do because it's simply too painful.
2: Now, more on the latest building collapse in New York. You might have heard a few moments ago was talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing, and indeed it has. It seems that this was not a result of a new attack. It was because the uh, building had been weakened uh, during this morning's attacks. We'll probably find out more now about that from our correspondent, Jane Stanley. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building <coughs> and its collapse? Well, only really what you already know, details are very, very sketchy. As you can see behind me, the uh, Trade Center appears to be still burning. We see these huge clouds of smoke and ash, and we know that behind that, there's an empty piece of what was a very familiar New York skyline, a symbol of the financial prosperity of this city, but uh, completely disappeared now. And New York is still unable to take on board what has happened to them today. Presumably, there were very few people in the Solomon Building when it collapsed. I mean, th- there were, I suppose, fears of possible further collapses around the area. That's what you would hope because they don't really know where to turn. That's the very sad thing. I think there's going to be a lot of very, very traumatised people. That that has hit them very, very hard. Jane, I think many (laughs) of us, when we heard the news, perhaps on the radio earlier today, were uh, completely flabbergasted by it and and just couldn't comprehend it. I mean, it was it almost sounded too far fetched. Uh, I was wondering what it's felt like for you being in Manhattan. Well, unfortunately, I think we've lost the line with uh, Jane Stanley in Manhattan.
0: Now, here we're going to show you a videotape of the collapse itself. Describe that. Now we go to videotape the collapse of the school. A- amazing, incredible think you were
2: too far fetched.
0: For the third time today, it's reminiscent of those pictures we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed by well-placed dynamite to knock it down. See
1: what you see and not what you're supposed to see.
0: So what I've tried to do today for you is just put together what I think are maybe the top five best examples that will prove, in my view, that 9-11 was a false flag operation and the official story is not true. It's not what we've been told. Okay? Those buildings were not brought down by boogeymen that came here or were directed to come here via caves in Afghanistan. Okay? Osama bin Laden, by the way, a CIA asset when he was a young man and potentially a CIA asset up until the day of 9-11. It's not possible for them to get NORAD to stand down and fly passenger airliners or drone airliners into those buildings. And it's certainly not possible that guys from caves in Afghanistan who could barely fly Cessnas somehow got access to World Trade Center 7 and wired it to bring it down with explosives at 5.20 in the afternoon. And certainly they couldn't have gotten that information to Jane Stanley so that she'd accidentally report about it early. So something very sinister is going on here, Scott. Agreed. You know, I get
1: uh, when I see that clip, I get angry and I get angry because I get angry at our government first. You know, our, as you explained very well at the, the start, our government killed John F. Kennedy. If we have time, we can talk about the why behind that. But, you know, then they killed you know, thousands of people on 9-11. And you know, we're so blind, we think that you know, man isn't inherently good, and that's just a, a lie that Satan has sown. Uh, this is our government is so corrupt and so evil. So, yes, they would kill people to accomplish an agenda, and and they put dialectics in place to get us focused on the wrong things. Just this morning, my wife sent me a a video of a man who had put together charts and graphs about how in the United States it takes five years to get a kidney transplant and you can get a kidney transplant in five weeks in China. And he was proving that China is harvesting organs by killing people. So what's the purpose of that? So I'm going to just take everything that the man said as gospel truth. But the whole purpose is to create propaganda to make the United States look good. The fact is, people, the United States is in on every single possible corrupt thing in the world. We started most of it. And I just, I get so angry with this, Sean. I, it's, it's frustrating to be woken up at this level. And I can't I can't talk about it enough. So anyway,
0: thanks for letting me ramble there for a minute. Well, yeah, I mean, it should make everybody angry because think of uh, the commercials we see to this day for wounded warriors, for disabled veterans, for guys that bought into this and wanted to fight for this country. And they fought for what they believed to be true, but they were really under a spell. We all were. And so those poor guys go go over to Iraq and Afghanistan and get limbs blown off. Many of them get killed. All in the name of what? So uh, Cheney, who took control of the uh, bunker under the White House that day, because remember, George Bush Jr. was flying around. You know, he's reading uh, My Pet Goat to children when this happened. So Cheney takes control. And what do we get? What does Cheney get? His former company gets no-bid contracts in Iraq to rebuild everything the American military destroyed. And uh, take a look at those contracts. I mean, it's a little bit like... uh, the Clinton Foundation, getting all this money for uh, a hurricane in Haiti. And uh, instead of building 500 houses, they build one. I mean, it is the deep state through and through. And the CIA will tell you, you are a conspiracy theorist for merely having this conversation. And I would like to add to the conversation, another smoking gun of 9-11 is the fact that a Jewish businessman named Larry Silverstein took control of the World Trade Center complex three months before 9-11 and he had buildings one, two, and I believe seven insured double indemnity against acts of terror. So he sought double the amount of money he says those buildings were worth after they were brought down. And here's one last smoking gun. So would you agree with me that World Trade Center seven, I think it was 54 stories tall. It would be the tallest building in most American cities. When you watch that footage, World Trade Center 7 coming down at freefall speed at around 5:20 p.m. on 9/ 11, would you agree with me if you were an, investigate, an investigator, Scott, that one ought to look for evidence of explosives in the dust and residue? Do you think that's important? If you don't, you wouldn't be doing your job. That's a no-brainer.: Well, they didn't, and they refused to do so. And the United States government tasked an organization called NIST. I believe that's National Institute for Science and Technology. It was NIST's job to explain the collapse of those buildings. And it took them somewhere in the neighborhood of six or seven years to feebly, woefully, inadequately explain the collapse of World Trade Center 7 because they refused to account for the even possibility of explosives being used that day. So they didn't look for anything. But I'll tell you what, other researchers did. Researchers like Dr. Stephen Jones and others, they found what is firmly believed and really scientific, scientifically proven to believe to be nanothermite in the dust, unexploded nanothermite. So they use nanothermite to bring down the buildings and get this. You ready for this? If you go to Google and you search for Kevin Ryan, that's the author, search for Kevin Ryan, NIST Top 10 Connections Between NIST and Nanothermite, you'll get nothing because Google is a book burning organization. Google wants to control all information on the planet, so they scrub the real information. But if you do the same search with Bing, Kevin Ryan's NIST Top 10 Connections Between NIST and Nanothermite, you'll read the article, and it will make your toes curl because it's the same stuff found in the dust, People at NIST are experts in, and they conveniently never looked for it, even though researchers found residue of nanothermite all over the World Trade Center dust. Are you familiar with with Kurt Schonenfeld? Yeah, I know the name. I don't believe I've ever spoken with him, though. I, the reason is,
1: is this, um, this term you're bringing up, nanothermite, when I was... Doing the homework to prepare for today, his name kept coming up, and he. So he had. Vi- I saw the video evidence of the nanothermite. He had video evidence. So what happened with him? He worked for FEMA. He was. He was given unlimited access, and and has tens, maybe hundreds of hours of film, and he realized that this was this was all set up. So he worked for the government. And he, he realized this is all set up. Uh, one of the things that he saw was that there's a vault underneath uh, Trade Center number 6 that was completely cleared out of its, it's contents. Yeah. And you know, so ultimately, he realizes he has something. He realizes the government's in on it. They frame him for the murder of his wife. He pulls like a Harrison Ford with the fugitive to get out. So now he's, you know, he's, he's extradited to, you know, the United States wants, want to extradite him back. And, and he's, he's um, living in a foreign country now, protected, thankfully. Um, But this guy has, this guy has got the goods, uh, you know, all the video footage, everything, but, you know, again, you, what happens, they, they, the propaganda machine and so then when guys like him guys like you you know you guys are the you guys are the nut jobs
0: did you say what kurt what was his last name sonnenfeld it's S-O-N-N-E-N-F-E-L-D. No. did he do a documentary i believe he did a little documentary okay i've seen it yeah no no i look it takes everybody uh to get involved to wake people up to this stuff and uh when i brought this information to my friends uh really close friends of mine at Target Corporation, they wouldn't hear of it. They couldn't possibly believe anything I said was true. And when I showed them the collapse of World Trade Center 7, they're like, yeah, so? And then when I showed them uh, the video of uh, Jane Stanley reporting about the collapse of building 7, 10 minutes before it collapsed, they're like, yeah, that's probably fake. It's probably green screen. I mean, what are you going to believe? Everything you find on the internet? So look, it's a little bit like the vaccine agenda. Okay? Some of these people... They can't be woken. They can't be woken from their slumber, no matter how hard you shake them. So uh, it's really a, a battle, uh, you know, in the realm of spiritual warfare. Scott, those who have eyes to see and ears to hear. Some people don't. I mean, a surprisingly large number of people don't. So I guess I would say too, as we uh, continue, you mentioned uh, essentially the gold below. There was a uh, essentially one of these Brinks trucks that did not get out early enough, and it was loaded with gold. They were stealing gold from the vaults below the trade centers on the morning of 9-11, one of those vehicles did not escape, other vehicles did, loaded with gold. And I would add to this, uh, Max Kaiser, early, early on before becoming uh, sort of the celebrity he is in alt media, Max Kaiser, a brilliant trader, uh, Wall Street guy, he talks a lot about, or at least did at one point, the bonds that were due to come, uh, the bonds that were, how do you say that, the bonds that were due to come due the next day, the day after 9-11, I believe these were 40 year bonds. And I'm not a bond trader. Uh, I'm not gonna talk much more about that other than to say Cantor Fitzgerald, one of the biggest bond trading companies in the United States, sat atop one of these towers and every single person at Cantor Fitzgerald perished that day except for the CEO who conveniently did not show up for work. So there's a bond element to this story. There's a gold element to this story and there's a war without end element to this story. So you ask, why would they do this? People say, why would they do this? Well, money, power. Uh, the same reason, uh, Pfizer's rolled out a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine. I think Pfizer's made a hundred billion dollars so far from this thing. And they don't seem to care one damn about the injuries and deaths they've caused. So you can take it anywhere you'd like, but, uh, you know, I did mention dancing Israelis. Because... Yeah, we, could,
1: we should cover that. I do want. Do you think that they that this is about? You know, you mentioned JFK. You know, you we can go way back to the Garden of Eden when this all started. But I mean, ultimately, you know, the JFK situation really got things in motion. This September 11th, as you know, what what keeps popping into my head is that that is the the time when we gave up. M- more freedoms than any time in our life so we we sided with security and comfort versus freedom and it seems to me they had to accomplish what they did at 9 11 to set up what the real goal is with the the one world government and um the the entire world takeover but i'd like your perspective on that
0: well i mean you got it right when you called me that day and you wanted to do, discuss the Hegelian dialectic, right? Problem, reaction, solution. So, you know, the problem on 9-11 was, oh, my God, nobody could have imagined this was a possibility. Even though, by the way, the Pentagon had war an exercise where an airliner crashed in, into the Pentagon years before. You can find pictures of that on the Internet, probably using Bing, not Google. But the problem on 9-11 is, oh, my God, our air defenses, they're not enough. We've got to shore up our defenses. So the reaction is create create a Department of Homeland Security, um, put scanners in the airports, make travel in the free movement of your own citizens uh, difficult. So make them accept the police state that's being rolled out. The solution? Well, we've got to go get the bad guys, right? We need to go into Iraq. Well, wait a minute. Saddam Hussein was never, how, what's he have to do with 9-11? Oh, I don't know. Never mind that. He's a bad guy. we got to take him out. I mean, are you kidding me? And then in Afghanistan, I'll tell you what, if anybody listening wants to hear a powerful interview, use Bing and try to go find the interview Alex Jones did with uh, Aaron Russo. Aaron Russo was a Hollywood producer. Um, he was involved in movies you've heard of, and he became friends with somebody. His He says the name of the person is Nick Rockefeller. So Aaron Russo tells the story of becoming friends with, Nick Rockefeller. And Nick Rockefeller, when they were talking about 9 11, oh, it was before 9 11. Nick Rockefeller, they became close friends. And Nick told Aaron, uh, keep your eye. There's going to be something big that's going to happen in New York. It's going to be big. And Aaron Russo was, well, tell me, like, what do you mean? What? Well, just something big's going to happen. And then we're going to try to go after the bad guys. And we're going to be looking in caves in Afghanistan. And it's all a joke. There's nobody in the caves in Afghanistan. Just keep your eye on it. And Aaron Russo said, Well, why would they do? What are you talking about? Why would they do this? And I'm paraphrasing poorly, but uh, um, Nick Rockefeller said, Oh, it's all part of what they plan to do. It's all part of the security state with the ultimate plan of chipping, tracking, and tracing every human being on the planet. So go listen to that interview Aaron Russo did with Alex Jones, folks. It's extremely important because Aaron Russo's not with us anymore. He got cancer and he passed away probably less than a year after doing that interview
1: yeah, that's uh, that's interesting uh, let's uh, Don let's do the dancing Israeli clip because uh, we've got to get that in and then Sean can comment on that and I've got a couple more comments
0: too it's this we could go for another hour all right well, yeah all right. let's set this up though because it's important okay. to discuss foreknowledge. <clears throat> yes, okay. Go ahead. How did Jane Stanley have foreknowledge of the collapse of World Trade Center 7? Was it a time zone issue? Did the BBC get it wrong? Did she get it somebody got it wrong because what she describes did happen but it happened 10 minutes after she reported about it. So there was foreknowledge of the collapse of World Trade Center 7. So in the clip you're about to play, I want people to understand that there were men dancing and celebrating in videotaping I don't know if it was plane one or two or both. I think it was both, but men shooting, uh, celebrating, videotaping the skyline of New York City as the planes hit those buildings. The police were called. The men were tracked down. They were arrested. They were held for something like 62 days, something like that, and then they were quietly released and they went back to Israel. It turns out they were Mossad agents. So in the clip you're about to hear, I would like the audience to explain to me how in the world what they say here makes sense. How do you document the event without knowing there's going to be an event? I grabbed my
2: binoculars and I could see the towers from my window. And this is where I, you know, I'm looking. And all of a sudden, down there, I see this van park. And i see three guys on top of the van and i could see that they were like happy you know they 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 were they didn't look shocked to me you know they didn't look shocked i thought it was very strange
1: amazingly (coughs) enough we have found the moving company where the five israelis worked was this building being used as a front for some kind of israeli intelligence operation that possibly was doing surveillance on the arab american community were there men celebrating or slapping fives or whatever
0: we had received an all points bulletin and uh i just happened to see the van and, you know hollered over to my lieutenant you know i think that could be the van. we checked it out and it was you know we were all on edge obviously
1: so I really wasn't looking to make friends with these people and neither were the officers that i were with once we started talking to them you know they were pretty much like hey you know we're you know we're not against you we're with you
0: and at that point we were taken for another round of questioning this time related to our allegedly being members of Mossad. The fact of the matter is we are coming from a country that experiences terror daily our purpose was to document the event our purpose was to document the event
1: the five israelis were detained for 10 weeks and finally deported on immigration violations after the fbi cleared them of any involvement in 9-11.
0: yeah i mean i would just call that a smoking gun there's smoking guns of 9-11 just about everywhere you look including shanksville where there's no evidence that a plane went down there, there's just a hole in the ground, and in the Pentagon, where the cameras all miraculously failed, one of the most heavily defended buildings, if not the most heavily defended, maybe the White House, but the Pentagon, all the cameras failed, and the cameras at surrounding gas stations that may have caught whatever hit this thing on 9/11, uh, you know, videotaped it. Those cameras, uh, the footage was seized by the FBI. That's all on the record. So this is the same FBI, by the way, caught doing all this dastardly stuff against Trump now and against Jan Sixers. I mean, they had guys dressed up like Trump supporters on January 6th. Ray Apps, by the way, everybody else is being indicted and thrown in a gulag in Washington, D.C. And yet Ray Epps, the guy who was coordinating, obviously, on January 6th, he never gets indicted. There's no trial. There's no anything for him. He walks free. He was an FBI asset in my view. But we know now, that there were FBI assets on the ground on January 6th. So this is the same FBI that was seizing the footage from gas stations on 9-11. So we don't really know what hit the Pentagon. We don't know what the official story is. We just know the whole thing stinks to high heaven. Yeah.
1: Another one that I found, I'll just read it. it says, in the event of an, an airplane is hijacked, the North American Aerospace Defense Command is prepared to send out fighter jets which can deliberate or dehabilitate and shoot down an aircraft. On 9-11, NORAD generals said they learned of the hijackings in time to scramble the fighter jets, but were told to stand down.
0: Well, here's the other problem, and this is a big problem uh, on 9-11. It's convenient for officialdom, but there were multiple exercises, military exercises happening on 9-11. So when this thing went live and there were reports coming through of planes hitting buildings, some of the people in charge, the air traffic controllers and the military guys, they were like, is this live or is this exercise? Real world or exercise? Real world. So see, they do this time and time again. Do you know that there was a drill being run in London during the 7-7 bombings? I'm not sure if the audience is familiar or remembers the 7-7 bombings. But uh, you can go and dig for it using Bing, and you can find an in interview, I think, again, it might have been the BBC, talking with a guy, boy, I used to, Powers, what is his name? His last name, I think, is Powers, and he admits, hey, we, my skin, I'm, I got the chills, he says, because we were running an exercise of the exact same scenario in the exact same space when the bombs went off. So they use these exercises to run cover for whatever deep state guys are involved in actually carrying out this stuff. And then there's sort of plausible deniability, right, because they've got assets in place for an exercise. Well what if, I don't know how this works, but what if some of the assets in place are not part of the exercise, they're part of the false flag. Okay, But now they've got plausible deniability because they're in place as part of the exercise. So anyway, they use these things time and time again. There's other examples of false flags where exercises were being used, uh, but I think uh, 9-11 and 7-7 bombings are among the best I know of. I want to just uh, start winding
1: down here, Sean, but the question that's on my mind in that regard is, do you you know, you know an awful lot? Do you find it hard to, this is what I find, I'm finding with myself is I'm finding it hard to trust people. Are, are you of the same mindset. I mean, who do you, who do you trust?
0: Well, trusting people. Um, do you mean in the alternative news space or what yeah, do you I, mean I specifically? Do. You don't mean in Yeah. I life. actually am
1: talking about specifically in the alternative news space. Thanks for drilling that down because well, it seems like there's a, it seems like there's a profit motive. There's all kinds of crazy stuff going on. You know, I, I only became awake after my daughter died And so I just am a dad trying to learn what the heck is going on. And I just see all this, this crazy stuff. I don't, it's, it's hard for me to, it's hard for me to discern who to trust.
0: Yeah, it is. It's difficult, but I guess, you know, I would say, you know, you can judge them by their fruits and a lot of people love to throw Alex Jones under the bus for, bus for covering up for, you know, the Jewish control of the government and Zionism, but he's been going there a lot lately. And, um, Alex Jones did very, very much to wake me up. And by the way, Alex Jones was kind to me early on. I was, uh, doing videos about, uh, the great silver conspiracy and the suppression of the silver, uh, price by derivatives in wall street. And he would play some of my videos entirely on his show. And again, it's me, I'm not in my videos. So how interesting is that? He must've Heard something in me and the things I was saying that he knew I was coming from a place of truth to feature. He did that at least two or three times. He'd play wow. entire videos of mine on his show. So, you know, I'd say judge them by their fruits. And if people are willing to tell you that 9 11 was a false flag operation and that uh, Zionism is a real thing, a lot of people in positions of power in our government and our quote-unquote representatives have sworn an allegiance to Israel essentially over our own nation. Uh, and uh, if people are willing to tell you that uh, this Pfizer product masquerading as a vaccine, this mRNA product is a bioweapon, well, I think those are three litmus tests you can use to judge whether a person is coming from a truthful place. There are others, but those are three important ones that you know, come to my mind. So you have to judge people by their fruits, but don't get bogged down either in the nuances of uncovering these false flags. I'll give you an example. There is a contingent of people who believe in a no planes theory on 9-11 and they believe there was uh, holographic projections of planes. I don't go there because I think that's just too in the weeds. So I focus on the stuff that I can prove or believe proves that 9-11 was a false flag. So the things I've shared in this interview, I believe prove that there's a lot more to the story than what the official story is. And I don't get into no planes. Okay. I don't get into directed energy weapons versus nanothermate or nanothermite. Okay? Because there's a directed energy weapon contingent too that believes towers one and two were destroyed by directed energy weapons. I don't know of any concrete evidence of that, so I don't go there. Okay. I try to stick with the stuff that can be proven. So don't get bogged down in too much of the nuance because I'm not saying either of those things are planted to cause infighting, you know, because there is some evidence to suggest that perhaps planes, I don't even want to go there. I believe those planes were military drones. I believe they were directed into those buildings via remote control. I don't personally believe that there were probably any passengers on the two planes that hit World Trade Center one and two, but there are people that believe there were no planes at all. So just don't get bogged down in the stuff that takes you off track, right? Because what they try to do is they want to exhaust people from digging into this stuff. So there is stuff in, embedded into these truth communities that causes people to just go off on, you know, tangents. So I don't I don't impugn anybody that believes in the no planes theory or the do a directed energy weapon theory. I just don't go there. I focus on the stuff that I can prove. Well, that's
1: solid advice. I mean, I'm not, and this isn't not my life is going going into these type of things. But you know, it just was an interesting opportunity because of you and I talking. That thought, you know, this is of interest to me. You know, I'm in the hospital killing lane. That's that's where I invest my time. I'm researching um, every single day uh, of what as to what is going on. But you know, ultimately, I want to give people something tangible that you think that they can do. So, you know, I want to ask you that question. What can people do, um, to help wake themselves up? And then I want to share the gospel and then I'm going to give you the
0: last, the last word. So go ahead,
1: Sean, what can
0: people do? Okay. Well, I want to share an email with you that I got from a, a fan or a friend. I don't know him personally. So fan, I guess, uh, last night, and it ties into sort of how I titled this thing, JFK 9-11 and the Vax Agenda. Um, I do want to share that with you before we're done. But uh, what can you do? Well, I guess dip your foot in the pool of research, because if you haven't done that on your own, you certainly cannot rely on the Washington Post and CNN and MSNBC or the NBC Nightly News with CIA asset Lester Holt you got to do your own research, and you can't use Google for it. Whereas Google and YouTube were extremely useful tools back in 2010, 11, 12, right up to about 2017, 18, everything is being scrubbed from Google and YouTube. So you're going to have to be more inventive in how you search for these things. And my site, sgtreport.com, was dedicated to the idea that uh, Operation Mockingbird, okay, that's a CIA program. Where they bragged about being able to get on the front page of every newspaper in the United States within twenty four hours whatever headline they wanted and they had assets within the news media CIA assets people paid okay that were on the CIA payroll so that's why I call them the CIA Mockingbird mainstream media and sgt report is the antidote to that okay sgt report uh we a lot like Drudge Report, nobody uses Drudge anymore because it's become a tool of the deep state, but a lot of these websites like Drudge Report, they are, um, how do you say, uh, rebroadcasters of truth from other websites. So if you go to sgtreport.com, you're going to find news items every day. I mean, my stuff always at the very top, but uh, news items every day from sources, vetted, alternative news media sources that me and my team trust. So you've got to look for truthful information. So, for instance, at sgtreport.com, you'll find articles from Gateway Pundit, Breitbart, um, and lots of, you know, very, very interesting websites that people maybe have never heard of. And Google's not going to let you find, you know, simple search. So sgtreport.com, that's one, one way people can wake up. Uh, listen to Alex Jones, you know, listen to InfoWars. You know, log in there every single day. They're doing the same thing. So I, I think people need to wake up and get engaged because obviously they're stealing elections and they're trying to topple our constitutional republic, Scott.
1: Wow, well, that was uh, that was exceptionally well said. That is right on. I mean, you've got to dig on your own and then find trustworthy sources like yourself that have done the digging. And um, I mean, you, you know, throw away your television for sure. You know, I want to close, I'm going to ask you for the final word, of course, Sean, but I just, you know, this is heavy stuff, as I said at the beginning, and I want everybody to know that God is still on the throne. So even though we've got an entirely corrupt government, um, we have the World Economic Forum that's trying to create a one world government. I mean, things are getting worse by the day. The propaganda is beyond anything that I would have dreamed that I'd ever see in my lifetime. But there is one thing that matters. And that is Christ died and was buried and rose again on the third day so that whoever believes in him will have eternal life. That end was written at the beginning. And we know because of what Jesus did, God is the victor. And if you know him already, you have a responsibility and a duty to do something with the one or many talents that you've been given. And I challenge you to do something because time is urgent. Your faith is going to be tested very soon if it hasn't been already. And if you don't know him, what I would tell you is look at the title of what this podcast is. It's deep programming with Grace's dad. And if you don't know him, you have been programmed and it's time to get right with God. Time is urgent. So, Sean, the last
0: word to you, please. Okay. Thank you. Um, You sparked a lot of thoughts there. So, I'll try not to uh, go on too long here, but I do want to read that email because we have to wrap it up with the VAX agenda. So, it's extremely clear. And I have guests on now frequently, doctors, In attorneys who are now saying, this is what I've been saying for a long time, but now they are saying because of the vaccine agenda and the bioweapon that's killing so many people, they're calling it spiritual warfare. So the veil is being lifted, and that is the good news. And I want people to fully understand what we're up against here. The people who control this world, and you can figure out how they who they are and how they operate by watching Bill Still's documentary. It's three hours long, it's called The Money Masters. And I couldn't more strongly recommend that you are just waking up and you want to understand, really, you want the bedrock. You need the foundation of the learning so you can figure out what's really happening here. Watch the money masters, because these guys who control the world's fiat printing presses, these families, these bloodlines, they hate humanity and they worship the dark Lord. They worship the father of lies. Okay, they hate Jesus Christ. They hate truth. They hate God's creation. Therefore, they hate you and they hate me. And they hate Christians and Christ more than anything else. And it was Swiss banker Ronald Bernard who blew the whistle on these people. And he said at the highest levels, they expect you to make a sacrifice. His words. And what woke him up was when he went to a event, I guess you might call it, and he was offered, and he uses that word, an offer offered to sacrifice a child, he refused to do so. And he went public with all of that. So JFK 9-11 and the vaccine agenda, guys, they want to destroy you. They want to change your DNA. They want to destroy God's creation. So if you're just waking up or if you're fully awake, the final thing I would say is it's your duty to sound the alarm on what's going on with this vaccine agenda. Okay, because the mainstream horror media, the FDA, the CDC, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum, they're all in on it. And it doesn't matter how many people die, it doesn't matter how many people get injured, they will continue to parrot this thing as safe and effective. So I wanna read this email from a fan. He says, I emailed you a while back about what uh, this company I was working for, I won't mention it, was doing during the COVID pandemic. I moved on to a new job that's 100% employee owned, so it's much better. They never pushed the vax or mask on the workers the whole time, so I'm very happy about that, but there's a story I need to share. It's about a paragraph long. So being the new guy, my first few weeks, I was felt out by fellow workers, which is normal, and I quickly developed a friendship with a guy named, we'll call him Sam. Sam helps, uh, Sam is very helpful, and we hit it off with the same sense of humor. One day he and I were working, and an office worker asked me, are you vaccinated? Not knowing where everyone stood on the issue, I joked and said, I was told not to, And I sidelined it fast. A little while later, Sam said, did that company you work for make you take it? And I told him, no, I don't think it's safe. And I don't want myocarditis. He laughed and we joked around a bit. He told me his wife works for an insurance company and they both took it. A few weeks go by and we finish up our day and head home. The following day, Sam is absent and the office isn't telling anyone why. The next week, Sam walks in. And so we all go and say hi to see how he's doing. He tells us that Wednesday night, he walked into his house, and his 36-year-old wife was dead on the floor from a heart attack. They had just celebrated their five-year anniversary. He gave me a hug and was crying, and all I could do was say, I'm sorry. I didn't realize it was killing people like my new friend's wife, real people. So thank you for your podcast and helping keep up the fight. I know it gets tiring researching the vax, COVID-19 all the time, but it is helping. And I think that's what we need to do. And I know that's what you're doing, Scott. Is trying to wake people up to this anti-human plan.
1: It's it's right on. I mean, I I don't hold a candle to what you're doing, but I'm I am out out there every single day, and it's uh, it's it's is um, it is a struggle, you know. As as you know, I mean, how do you wake people up? That's the thing. You can't, you know. It's it's God's job. I mean, and that's the. That's the thing that I'm learning slowly, but surely is I've got to turn this over to him. I can do my part, and I'm I'm doing that to the best of my ability, but only he can change the hearts. And Boy, Sean, thanks a lot for coming on today.
0: Yeah, it's my pleasure. You're doing a great job, and just keep it up. And anybody listening who wants to get in the fight, you know, you can, uh, Zoom is free. You can get the free version of Zoom. You can reach out to people, invite them on, record it, put that stuff up on Bitchute, open a channel, become a truth teller yourself. Become an investigator yourself because of the powers that ought not be the mockingbird mainstream media, they back these people up. So when they steal elections and you got a problem with that, they call you an election denier. Okay. When they roll out a bioweapon masquerading as a vaccine and you got a problem with that, they call you a vaccine denier. Okay. I think we can all see what's going on here. Scott, and the good news is people are waking up in droves. So God bless you. I appreciate you. Same to you, Sean. Thanks for having me on. details we return you now to your regularly scheduled program